1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. In the membrane, here we are again. It's Thursday. You know what that means? It's time for Insane in the Membrane with your old pal Wilson and producer Paul in the driving seat. Oh, yeah, he's over there in the corner. There, even got a microphone. Yeah, you? yeah, he loves this. Yeah. I like this I with you chipping in. in. Yeah. I like it. This is like the radio show, yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. I like it, I think it keeps it interesting. Yeah. Me just prattling on on my own. We, yeah, we need another voice. I Can prattle. Soon. Yeah, he, yeah, he can. He's not fucking over his boat. <laughs> anyway, uh, we we do you know what we, we here at uh, Insane and Membrane, we're trying to bring through you know interesting people, people that you might not necessarily have heard of, but people that I enjoyed, I've, I've enjoyed talking to. Not not just comedians, people from all all walks of life. You know, I think that's what makes it. Uh, more interesting you know I love comedians but you know we, we, we don't want to hear us talking about gigs all the time so it's nice to talk to other people about other things uh, we've got some great guests coming up in the future from again people you might have heard of people you haven't but very interesting in their chosen field and I think it all helps with the conversation regarding how we look after our mental health you know that's what we do this podcast for you know it might, we might not just necessarily sit and talk specifically about Mental health, but the conversations that we're having. Hopefully, you'll get some something from it that will help you uh, keep yours in, in in working order. So uh, that's why we do this, and uh, that's and that's why well, that's why I do it, and I and I love to do it. So speaking of people from other other walks of life, um, we we got taken uh, up. To, we went up to London and uh, to go and interview Jamie Davis. Now he's just written a show, a TV show called You and Me. And producer Paul and I went up there to have a chat with him about the show. Uh, uh, it was uh, one of the, the executive producer was Russell T. Davis, of all people. And it's a it's a brilliant uh, TV show. I idea. Really, it's kind of. It's, I think it's it's been recorded for ITVX. Is that right? That's right. So it's going to be on ITVX. ITVX, yes. And you have to watch it there, or you have to wait for ages for it to be on. Yes. ITV the telly. Yes, The telly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a brilliant chap really fascinating i really enjoyed talking to him and it's what when it's someone i don't really know i'm always a little bit on the back foot and like right how is this gonna go because i'm not a trained interviewer you know i'm not i'm not paxman or anyone like that i'm kind of you know figuring it out as i go along so you worry that you know is the conversation gonna flow is it going to be interesting? Am I going to ask the right questions that keep the conversation, you know, like keeping the plate spinning? And I didn't have to worry about that with uh, Jamie. He's such an easy guy to talk to, and was so open and honest about his own, uh, his own dealings with his own mental health. And you know, it was it was beautiful. And at the end of it, there was a moment where there was the uh, there was one of his people who sat with us, and we were all. We all had a tear in our eye. It was a wonderful moment. Not because Paul was a robot, but no, the rest me. of us. <laughs> <Close> <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, the lady that was looking out for him. Yeah. She was, um, yeah, she'd been listening to him chat all day. That's I it. Was it Alex? This was... Was um, it her name Alex? it was, yeah. Yeah. And this was the interview that uh, it. They got her. Because it wasn't formulaic. Yeah, press-cham to that's what it was. I think yeah, the rest of the day was all yeah. kind of like where, where you know, where'd you get your ideas from? Where you know <laughs> and we just walked in and went. <laughs> right? <made> <laughs> <up>. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas we walked in and went, right, let's find out about you. And uh, yeah, I think yeah, she was at the end, we were all a bit teary eyed and hugging and you know. It was a wonderful moment, it was nice, wasn't it? it was nice. <laughs> so you're gonna hear that coming up in a minute, is Jamie Davis. Selling a little or a lot?
0: A podcast from producer paul.co.uk Insane in the membrane So
1: there's no big introduction We just Good. start chatting That's it You know It's, uh, it's uh, So you started at 11 today mm-hmm. With these And then what time are you going to be finishing later on Do you know Just whenever
0: uh, Well I think I've been lied to several times by now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, uh, I think we'll be done by like 4 o'clock 5 o'clock yeah. something like that. Yeah.
1: Have you done one of these before?
0: I have, yeah. So, not um, this is the first one that we've done for you and me, and then okay. also you and me is the first. Uh, it's the first thing that I wrote. It's the first thing I've ever yeah. done for anything that I've written before. But I've done them before when I was acting in things. And things yeah, like yeah, yeah.
1: How do you feel about being like sort of behind the camera this time?
0: I mean, like, it's it's what I always wanted to do. So yeah. I think when I, I'm from a little mining town in West Yorkshire called Pontefract, oh, no, yeah. and uh, I moved. From there to London to go to drama school, and I came out of drama school, and I uh, wanted to be an actor, and I was one of the lucky ones, and I started work straight away, and I got to work uh, at the RSC, and the National, and on TV, and all these things I always wanted to do, but what I knew I always wanted to do was write, okay. and for a lot of reasons, I think imposter syndrome being chief amongst them, mm-hmm. I didn't, yeah. and because I didn't think I somehow... Uh, I went to the right school or had the right credentials or any of those things. But I decided that if I didn't do it now, I was never going to do it. Yeah. And I think that was what made me write the show and then send it to Russell. And I think everything that's happened since then has been like a dream come true. Yeah,
1: I think it's that, it's, it's that fear of rejection, isn't it? It's that, oh, it's just, you know, because in our industry be you a performer, writer, whatever, it's that, it's, it's to keep having to push yourself through the rejections.
0: I think it is, to, yeah. But know. I also think it's the fear of not being able to do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That there's, a, there's definitely part of, there was definitely kind of a part of me where, because i worked in the industry uh, as an actor and I'd always thought that I wanted to write, then you don't know that you can. Mm. And I think what was important to me was like, I'd worked with writers before, and I'd got and I devised things and things had been on TV and I thought, oh, I came up with that or I wrote that. But I did not think then nor do I think now that that is writing. There was a chasm of difference right. between that and writing something. So what I had to do, I felt, was go away and write something with a beginning, a middle and an end. Because then and only then would I know if I could actually do it. Mm. Like, can you actually do it? Or have you just read a few William Goldman books yeah, and you can yeah, create yeah. other people's work? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because we all know those people. And I think yeah. that was it for me. So I went away... And I wrote it, and by the end of it, I had to decide, like you say, make that leap of faith and decide what you were gonna do. So I thought, if I could send it to anybody, who would I send it to? And I thought, Russell T Davies, because I think he's the best. Mm. Now, I worked with Russell as an actor nine years earlier. I'd bumped into him in a coffee shop once in that time. We had no real relationship. So I remember sending him this email that said, look, I know that it's highly unlikely you'll have the opportunity to read this. But if I don't send it, it's impossible. So I'm gonna choose mm. highly unlikely over impossible and send it. So I sent it, and then I remember it was like, two weeks later, I was on the train. It's Friday night, five to six, I had both kids on my lap. And I thought, I'll check my emails and I'm done for the week. And I got this email from Russell that I will never forget. Yeah. Like, it's still saved on my phone. And I remember scrolling through it thinking, there's gonna be a book, there's gonna be a book. And there wasn't one. And he, wrote back and he said look we should go for lunch and talk about what you want to do so we Fantastic. met and we had this sort of four hour lunch that he now calls the Summit at Carluccio's <laughs> where we talked about everything, we t- I mean we talked about writing and we talked about what I want to do and we talked about the show and he gave it to Dominic Trouble Collins who's the executive producer at Happy Prince and ITV, Dom read it was incredible about it and said look we should make it and then I went away and I worked in it because it was written originally as a film as okay. I said before, about a beginning, middle and end. Yeah. So I want to know if you can actually do it. And then he asked me how I developed that into a TV series. I told him. And then we took it from there. I wrote it. Russell asked to read it and then Russell said he'd like to be executive producer on it. And all this is happening in months, in like wow. no time. All. So like from me being in the position I'm in now to getting that email on that train, it was like two years ago. And I think that the whole thing has been a dream come true. It's been yeah. extraordinary in every way. And I think to have someone like Russell go from being your hero to your mentor to your friend is something I never, I never imagined. And that journey over the last two years has been the most incredible one of my life.
1: Yeah, 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 I can imagine. It's fantastic. It's the story, it's what everybody wants. Yeah, no,
0: that's what he says. He said that. I mean, one of the things that affects me all the time is every time something Else, incredible happened for me. I'd get these sort of all caps emails going. This never happens. <laughs> this is ridiculous, like that. But I'm, for what it's worth, fully aware. I mean that I that that that's the case and how lucky I am. And I think that, um, like I say, to have someone like him on your side, and for all of these things to have happened so quickly, for for you and me to have happened, to be talking about doing a second one, the stuff that I do right for BBC now, the the other stuff that I do for ITV, is is a dream come true, and I do not know what I've done to deserve it because I can, I'm convinced that I don't. Yeah, right. And, uh, but it's been incredible.
1: Does that play on your mind, that kind of... Like you mentioned the imposter syndrome earlier. Yeah, a lot. But now, but now you've lot. got... Yeah, now you've got... You know, you've had this incredible opportunity. You've got, you know, one of the best in the business saying, yeah, this is it. You, this is great. And so surely now you must get to a point, or must be getting to a point where you're
0: like, actually, yeah, I can do this. Simultaneously, yes and no. Yeah. I think what ha- I think what happens is you, what someone like Russell gives you. So when like, the first time he really went through the script. So we sent him the script for the whole series, and he said, uh, Dom said to me, Russell wants to have a zoom about the script because he's read it, and I was. And I went, oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I, Dom and I talked and we said, I think he's probably going to give us like 10 minutes and he might give us a steer as to you're going down the wrong way, you're going down the right way. Uh, so he got on this Zoom and said, I'm saying to me, how do you feel? And I said, terrified, mm. <laughs> which is true. And then he said, okay, let's begin page one. And then we went through every line in every scene all the way through. Oh, wow. And at the end he said that he'd like to executive produce it. And I think what was incredible about that for me was simultaneously like he'd get to a point where he'd go, this joke here, do you think this is funny? I yeah. don't. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> like that, and you throw that out and I'm not going to argue back. And then also, but that's incredible because then when he says to you, um, I don't know, like, I think this really works or this Ooh. really moved me or I thought this was really nice. That's what heaven feels like. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's what makes you think, maybe, maybe there is something here. Maybe... I can do it. What has happened to me since that I think is a combination of that but also an enormous amount of pressure mm. now to produce the next thing or mm. the next thing or the next thing. Do you know what I mean? Or even yeah. while you're rewriting this the whole time you don't want to go oh well I'm there now. Do no. you know what I mean? And I think the position that I'm in now uh If before it was, the question I said to you when I left that show and was like, right now I'm going to write my own thing. The real question in the air then was, can you do it? I think the question now is, that went really well, that went ridiculously well, Mm. what are you going to do about it? And I think that's a different kind of pressure that I feel now. And I think it's also for me, um, at at the same time that I was writing this, I was part of the BBC Writers Academy where they take like I, tell, like, I think thousands of people apply, they say, but they take like eight or nine writers and then you work there and you develop a show with the BBC and then you write for like EastEnders and Casualty and okay. all those things. I was doing all of that at the same time as I was doing this and that was going really well and this was going really well and then ITV was saying to me, you, are you interested in doing this project for us? And I'm going, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah absolutely, yeah. anything. And I think now for me, it's about, and it's that same constant, uh, pressure that we all put on ourselves to achieve the best thing that you can achieve, to make it the best that it can be every time, all the time. And it's that... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the difference between motivation and drive. It mm. does mean that, like, that motivation is something that gets you going, but it's that drive that keeps, keeps you, going you going through yeah. all of that. And I think that's the thing now for me, is to be going okay, well I know what I think is going to be next, but it won't be next unless... I apply the same kind of mm. commitment or the same kind of rigour or the same kind of heart that you did to get yourself into this position in the first place mm. because I'm more than aware that like currently I have a vanishingly short window where people are interested. Mm. That won't last forever. It certainly won't last forever if you don't deliver. Yeah, yeah So yeah. I think that's that's the place that I'm kind of in now with it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely makes sense. It's a, Like you said, it's a different kind of pressure. I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't want to, the other side of it is you don't want to just you don't want to force it. You don't want to be, you want to, like the next thing, it needs to be, it needs to be organic. Yeah. Rather than like, I need something right now. It does. I think that's yeah. really
0: true. And I think also it's, but, but I think what, where that kind of pressure comes from in a way is that you do it for a living. Mm. So you're not a poet sat under a tree Waiting for the muse to strike you, and then maybe yeah. you'll write something today. And maybe you won't. Do you understand? What I'm like? like this, this yeah. will have. If they say to you, "We'd like you to make a show for us," then they want it to be li- delivered on time, on budget, in a time frame that you do not get to come up with. Yeah. Do you know what that's I mean? That I think that's yeah, the thing yeah, that yeah. you that you go and so, e- and it's equally you want it to be come from the place that this came from and the yeah. other shows that I've written came from that have worked for you, but you also have to be aware that I mean, it kind of has to come. Mm within that time frame yes, and I think you know, that's yeah. where um craft meets talent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And w- yeah. more often than not one of those things is going to let you down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> With me and yeah. talent. I think that's it. <laughs> but I think that you're in that position then where you're like you're sat there going um asking yourself that question what next as opposed to letting it mm. happen. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and like and, and said, being aware yeah. that like you sometimes have to make it happen.
1: Yeah, true. Do you know what I, mean? I see, like you say, you don't have that luxury of kind of like, I'll oh, just let it let it find its way, man.
0: Yeah, is no, that, but, yeah. but no, absolutely not. But but I also think what the true luxury is being able to do it for a living. Yeah. Do you mean because yes. I'm aware that yeah. I'm aware that while like my I am in any day when I go out to my uh, little office that I have in the garden, I start my morning every day by going out there, no matter what the task is in front of me for mm. that day filled with gratitude that this is what I do, that my, that my biggest problems currently are, I have too much television to write for the time I have available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That my biggest problems are, I can't play with my two children that I love this afternoon, because I, this Sunday afternoon, because I have to go and write a television show. <laughs> These yeah, aren't yeah. problems. Not really, you know I mean? no. These are not problems. <laughs> These are dreams, not only of other people, but dreams that I had myself two years ago and I think that it's that for me that helps me through those 5am mm. uh, alarm clocks that I'm going downstairs because I know I'm going to work out and then immediately start writing because I don't have enough I have uh, over promised and I'm determined not to want to <laughs> deliver do you know what I mean I, know so exactly I think it's that mean, yeah. do you know what I mean I think it's that and I think it's that uh, and you have to find that in yourself because no one's going to do it for you no do you know I what think what I mean? it's and it's
1: listen to what you how you deal with it that's because you know, you're, like I said, like this. This industry will play havoc with your mental health. Be it, I'm a comedian, so I'm always. There's, like you, you mentioned just now, you said about there's always that. There's always that need to be better and always need to improve and things like that. And I don't think that ever leaves you. No, it'll never go. And it's and it's just all that. It's like you just said. Is that it's that it's that drive. It's that it's the looking around and going. Oh, I'm lucky. I do this. That actually helps with mental health issues. Do you know what I mean? If I, was, I think so. When, I was, when I've done jobs before, I'm not, no disrespect to anybody that does those jobs. You know, I've driven vans and all sorts of things. But the stress, because you don't want to yeah. be there. You're just doing yeah. a job to pay the bills.
0: My dad said to me really, really on in my career, he said, the biggest difference between your job and mine is that everybody at your job has worked really hard to be there mm. in the first place. And, and by proxy, wants to be there. Yeah. Nobody wants to be in my job, do you know what I mean? So the, yeah. the only and he, the only real advice that he ever gave me in terms of like life or career, because he, he he never imagined that I would go on and do any of this, was that you don't make your lunch hour the best part of your day. Do you know what, what I mean? Yeah. And I think that my lunch hour is, I, my work is so enjoyable that I don't bother taking one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just kind of shovel it down while you're trying to write yeah. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that, um, That is not the worst advice in the world. And I will give it to both my children. I think that what is key when, like you say, when you remind yourself that a lot of that pressure you put on yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When you're going out there to do it. And I think that you, if you start from a place where you are, if you start from that gratitude place, if you start from a place where you are grateful to go, that my biggest problems are ones that I've not only brought on myself, but worked really hard to bring on myself, then you'll, write from a better place you will yeah, go on yeah, stage true, in a, yeah. better a better place you will write your new set from a better place you will do a better po- I, I, I believe yeah, anyway yeah. know that sounds hopelessly romantic but I'm hopelessly romantic but <laughs> I saying, think that I'm you same, yeah. do you know what I mean but I think that that's true and I think that that is how is one of the tools mm. I think to move through a difficult professional yeah. period is knowing that it only is a difficult professional period you know? yeah, 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 I think that's it and I think that idea of um that you can work through it yeah i mean by literally doing the work absolutely that this will be better that you will feel better at the end of the day if you've achieved the things that you set out to achieve yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. and you find it like you've just said like every every day you go out to your office and you're right i've got to do this thing because there's some days you just like, i
0: can't i can't be asked
1: i can't you know, I, I, so well you just don't have to yeah. if you're a bit cloudy or whatever and you just don't you don't have the motivation
0: i think that what's two things I think habit is important to me Mm. so I think that when I so I get up every morning and I go downstairs with my two children and I do a workout and then I eat and then I'm invariably in a better mood than I was when I woke up do you know what I mean I've also achieved a few things and therefore if I can walk them to school which is a really short commute and then come back again I'm ready to start in a different place to when I woke up. Do yeah, you know what I mean? And I, totally I think that it. that's so that's really important to me. I think also uh I'm aware that sometimes you can go for a run and something can come to you. Sometimes you can be sat on a bus and something yeah, can come to you. Yeah. But more often than yeah. not, that's more often than that, yeah. yeah, more often than not, it, it, it will come to you in a different way if you're actually sat there prepared to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, you don't have the time, like you say, to go. I'm just going to walk around London all day and I reckon I'll write six great jokes. It's not mean that you go, or you can go into the office and do the work. And I think that for me, on the days where it's hard for whatever reason, it's about trying to relax. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely. about trying to relax and reminding yourself that you're grateful and reminding yourself that you brought this on yourself and reminding yourself that the world won't stop turning mm. if you don't nail this scene, story structure, joke, whatever yeah. it is, by a certain time period. You know I mean, yeah. I think that's important. And also like when you're when you're trying to achieve a lot in life, like the the, the career that you've chosen is not an easy one to come by. No. Do you know what I mean? And it can be taken away from you really quickly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That you you wear that it's gonna take a certain amount of hard work to get it. I think what's important to me is it, it's an applying a sort of like sportsman like attitude to mm. sportsman like work ethic to an artistic endeavor yeah do you know what I mean totally get because it. that's yeah. the only way that I think you can achieve or I personally listen to other people do it different ways I can achieve the amount of stuff that I'm trying to do is by going and I don't need to work really hard at it and be really committed to it yeah. in a way that you might be if you were an athletic endeavor does that's, that make sense yeah
1: absolutely makes sense and it's looking back for where I grew up I grew up in a small town just outside London and Pontefract, having been there a couple of times, I mean, it's very similar.
0: Yeah.
1: When you when you look back and I you don't know, no disrespect to Pontefract, you kind of like, wow, I was that's I was running around Pontefract. Yeah. And now I'm doing this. Yeah. That must blow your mind.
0: It, uh, and my family. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think that um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not more than me. I think that I think it does, and I think you're right. There's absolutely no disrespect to Pontifract, but there's also no point pretending that I didn't want to do this, mm. and there's no point pretending that this. Uh, isn't a long journey, both in terms of geography and class and all of those things to get here. And I marvel now at the 14 year old I must have been to go, I know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm going to move to London that I've never been to (laughs) and I'm going to write and perform in television. And I do not know to this day where that came from or where that courage came from. Mm. I can only presume naivety. It's <laughs> what I can think. Yeah, it's just in you. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think it must have been an element of good. because if anybody had explained to me how hard it was, I would have probably have <laughs> gone, ooh, <laughs> hang on, I don't know about that. But I think that's, um, that's the thing about these careers as well, is that I think if, if anybody ever says to me, uh, what advice would you give somebody who's trying to become a writer or whatever it is? My advice is always don't do it. Because mm. I think if... Me saying don't do it is enough to make you even think about not doing it. You don't even nearly want to do it in the first place because it's so hard. It's so difficult. There's so many ups and downs. And I'm aware that I say this from a position of massive privilege, yeah. and that things have happened really quickly. But I think it's that idea of going, even when it's going really well, it's going to be really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I do. it's finding your way through
1: that. I think. I think it's, and it's growing up in a small town like that. I, and I'm not, this is not me being arrogant. I just always knew there was more. Yeah. I was I've like, got, got friends of mine that still live there and they haven't really moved away. And they look at what I do and just, you know, what, you, why did you drive to Carlisle? I'm like, what's well, really good? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then where were you the next day? I, go, I was in Manchester. They go, you're, what, what are you doing? And it just, they can't get their heads around it. But I just always knew there was more. I think that that's, that, like you said, that when you were 14, you were like, no, that's what I want to do. I just—it's—but
0: it's, I think I knew yeah. there was more without knowing what it was. Yeah, exactly. Does that make yeah. sense? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it wasn't necessarily going to be. But then it was out, out there. Just somewhere. something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was always that thing about um, that I knew that I wanted to try. Mm. And I think that when I look at, and I'm thinking this now as I talk to you. When I look at that 14-year-old going, do you know what, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great plan. <laughs> uh, Must the whatever part of me it was that said that must have been the same part of me that thought I'm going to actually write. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to do it all over again. Just when you think you've got to a place where you go, oh, this is fine, actually. Mm. Does it mean that you go, well, actually, this isn't what you really want to do. What you really want to do is write. So it must have been a similar part in me. Yeah, that definitely. made you go, I'm going to do it all over again. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Just when you yeah. think you've got like a family now and all those things, you go, no, I'm going to do it all over again. And I think that um, in a large part speaks to what the show is about. It's about taking that leap of faith Yeah, because that's all true. it is. No matter what anybody tells you about talent or hard work, anything it is a leap of faith Yeah, when you move into an industry that um, essentially makes no sense. <laughs>
1: you know mean? I know. With my, you did Yeah, my parents now, even my dad's pretty cool. My, they're both cool, but my mum, every time I see mum and she's like, you're know, you you're getting paid, you're like, know, I've been doing it 20 years, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. It's all right, but she, they can't, doesn't make, like you say, exactly that. It doesn't make sense. Like, you know. but
0: does, does it make sense to you all the time? No. no exactly <laughs> not. And I, I think that that's, the thing, and that's the thing. And I think for me, you have to... Uh, one of the things that I was talking about writing a lot is that like y- you will spend so this is lovely yeah. right and being on set is lovely and sitting at a read through of your own show is incredible yeah. and watching things back on TV that you've written is wonderful but the really great stuff the really really great stuff is when you're walking around your office and you think it's that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the punchline it's that that's yeah. the moment that changes them it's that that's how this story that's the ending do you know what I mean yeah That, to me, is better than all of those things put together. And the truth is you spend a lot more time doing that Mm. than you do doing anything else. So you have to love the actual work. You can only go to Carlisle and Manchester back to back if you love standing on stage, speaking to an audience. You have to love the work. I think the work is the most important thing. And I think that gets me through any of the stuff that I need to go yeah. through to get there. The, I love doing it.
1: That's it. Like you said earlier, that's what drives you to, yeah. to keep you yeah, going. Yeah, and that's what keeps you going. Do you know yeah. what
0: I mean? Because like, I think that's what, what do they say? Like, without motivation, you won't start. Without consistency, you won't finish. Yeah. And I think it's, th- and it's the consistency of loving what you do that keeps you uh, literally doing it. Mm. I mean, people say, why do you do it? Why well, wouldn't want to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm it, aware that there are and I'm aware how mad it is and all this. Yeah. Like, I, I, think think that's, I think
1: that's the thing, isn't it? It's, not to analyse it too much. No. Take it for what it is. Because you just stop doing
0: it. You'd be like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. wouldn't you? You'd be going like, hang on a minute, <laughs> let me just read, this It's been right. a nightmare. I'm not doing this anymore. There must be a better way.
1: How, so, easy, yeah. how easy was it for the story to come together? Or Because you've got you got the three main characters.
0: Yeah. And did it start off that way? It started off uh, with me uh, So I wrote this at a time in my life when things were going really well for me. Mm. And I sort of catastrophized that and thought, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm. And I thought it would be this, because then you've got a story about whether anybody can ever come back from that. Then you've Mm. got a story about whether anybody can ever find love again, because that's what this is. It's a love story, but more than that, it's a story about love Uh, between a boy and a girl, a parent and a child, a child and a parent, a girl and her sister. And it's about what that love costs you. Because mm. I think all oh, love costs you something, even if it's just a jeopardy, oh, you might hopefully. lose it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I met yeah, my yeah. wife when I was 17. Oh, really? And I think, yeah, and, and I'm aware that at any point between that time and this, this could have gone horribly wrong mm. and I would have been lost, but we did it anyway. I mean, one of the, ca- the main character, Ben says, um, I love you, but I can't promise you anything. Mm. He knows that because he's promised things to people before yeah, and they didn't yeah, come yeah. true, but you do it anyway. That's the risk you take. When you love someone, that's what love is. That's what life is, and that's yeah. that's what this show is. And that's really where it came from. The idea of me thinking, what is the what is the worst thing that could happen to me now? Yeah. And I thought it would be this. Didn't mean
1: it's. I think talking about love, love is uh, having been through all manner of relationships, but the last one I went through was really was heavy, and it finished awful. Like it was just just bodies everywhere. It was carnage, you know. So it really struck me when I was reading about the show oh yeah man how do you come back from that but I did I kind of there was something in me that went you know it was a moment I was like I'm never doing that again I'm never going to be with anybody else again I'm going to just I did that whole cliche down we go and buy a truck and live in the woods with a dog (laughs) (laughs) how
0: long did that last yeah like (laughs) (laughs) a
1: minute and then then I met and then I met my now wife and um, but yeah that, that, that moment when everything was so bad you know I'm never doing this again but then there was something that was like no no you're You'll be fine. It's not always going to but, be but,
0: that. But, that's, but that, I think, is the is the romanticism. I mm. mean, that's like the romantic, in with this kind of smaller way, like, I think with this show, it's a show that asks a really big but a really simple question, which is, is the power of love worth the risk of heartbreak? Yeah. And we answer it with a resounding yes. And the reason we answer it with a resounding yes, there's a few reasons, but one is that has been my experience. Do you know what I mean, that I think that my, that love for me, for... Uh, for my wife, for my children, for my family, has been the driving force Mm. in my life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think that that... um, uh, To put that on screen and go that this is the most powerful thing, do you know what I mean? And be unashamedly, whilst being truthful, like you say, to Mm. the the pain of that, the romantic aspect of it, and saying it's about how you... How do you move on? Because what... Because we were saying it's set across two timelines, now and then. So yeah. all the, what both, all the characters have to decide is, do they want to live in the now or do they want to live in the then? Mm. Do you want to let the things that happened to you in the past dictate your life or the things that you do in the present? We were talking before, there's an Edward Vance Wood poem that I love where he says, the trouble's a ton or the trouble's an ounce, or the trouble's what you make it. It isn't the fact that you're hurt that counts. What counts is how did you take it? Uh, Meaning that it's what you do Mm. that will dictate your life what are you actually going to do about it because how you feel is important and what happened to you is important but blame and reasons why don't mean anything and won't get you anywhere what are you actually going to do about it and the question that both of our leads in this show are asked by other people and then eventually at the end ask themselves is what are you going to do because what you do next will affect the rest of your life and i think that happens to be true do you know Absolutely, what you mean? and I think yeah. it comes. That is, admittedly, a romantic notion, but I think it comes from a place of truth. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and you have to go through all of that, all of that shit, to get to that point where you suddenly you have that. I remember I did it myself. I remember it was in the, it was the end of the lockdowns. I was living in, staying at my friend's house in Stratford. I'd spend a lot of my time just walking through Hackney Wick and through Victoria Park with my headphones in, just walking round and round and round and round and round, and round for days. And just like reading the book and just trying to just just sort of kind of like going through the debris. And then one day it was like, right, well, you can't keep doing this. What's next?
0: It's, what do we do next? Stasis, so or, stasis or change. Yeah. Stasis or change. It's always that. I think it's the like when you're like any any film that we all love, any story that we all love, there is a moment where the character has to decide, mm. be they Hamlet or Luke Skywalker or Ben in this. Do you want stay or do you want to change? Do you want to be a farm boy or do you want to be a Jedi? Because if you want to be a Jedi, you have to do something about it. You know I mean? Hamlet. What do you want to be? Do you want to take this kingdom back or do you just want to let him have it? Because if you want to take it back, you have to do something about it. And that is the same thing that you're doing when you're walking around the park. You're going. Do you want to walk around this park for ten years, or do you want to walk this park for ten more minutes and then go right? I'm going to slowly start to piece it all back together. And if I'm really lucky, I might build something better. Yeah, You what I mean? And I think that is what. Uh, that is what these characters do, because I think that is what we all do Mm. at some point, whether we talk about it or not, whether we're even aware of it or not. We've all had those moments where you sort of go, I can't keep living in the past in this way. I can't keep thinking about something that has already happened to me and I have no effect over now. Because the whole time that I'm doing that, I'm missing out on a life that I could be living. So true. Do you know what I mean? And I think what you're doing then is you're in a show like this, you're just taking that pain, and you're, for me, extrapolating it and mm. exaggerating it across what you think could what could be the worst possible thing yeah. for them to ha- for them to happen, which yeah. is difficult to write. Then do you know what I mean? Because you're also, uh, whilst this is really personal, sure, it's not autobiographical. No, I mean, this thing didn't happen. So I think that you you have to be aware of that when you're putting it together, because people are going to watch it. That, that thing did happen to. They are going to do you know what I mean? It, and yeah. I think that you want to you. Oh, any audience but certainly that audience an authenticity in how you put it together because oh, i think definitely. everybody's pain is unique i mean everybody feels pain in a different way mm. so it's about finding it for yourself about finding where you felt it before and then imagining seeing it in other people and then imagining what it would be like for these characters do you mm. know what i mean and i think that's how you come to it and then you're also doing it in a show where we always said like it's got this, because of the backwards and forwards element of that timeline, you're trying to keep the audience guessing as to what happens next all yeah. the whole time. So there's like an E.M. Forster quote that I love where he says, um, stories live and die on the same merit, which is, does the reader care what happens next? Because if they do, you've got a story and if yes. they don't, you really don't. So I think you're trying to do that and then you're also trying to hopefully uh, make people laugh yeah. as well. Do you mean keep the, and so when, whenever I think about how do you balance that lightness and that darkness I think the answer is that you you just tell the truth mm. do you know what I mean because we've all had moments in our life of tragedy yes and we've all had moments in our life of hilarity and sometimes they've happened in the same day yeah. or the same yeah, week do you know what I mean yeah. and I think it's so you just if you tell the truth both times you'll be fine yeah rather than you're trying to write tragedy in a comedy do you know what I mean I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. always been key to me is that you um you keep it authentic to yourself the whole time and then yeah. hopefully by that it'll be authentic to an audience
1: yeah absolutely and when you're when you when you're writing the characters because I've spoken to writers before and they were saying like they know when the characters going in the right direction because it, they actually become real and yeah. so and you'll be writing something for that character and you'll go no no actually no ben wouldn't do that that's not what ben's that's yeah. not what ben's about that's,
0: yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah, did you find yeah. that is it well, yeah, and it's annoying because sometimes it would be really convenient plot-wise for him to do it. <laughs> and I think that I often have moments where I go, what if Ben just comes in now with a little bit of plot? That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> just <come laughs> in just, just pause the story while I explain what's going to happen next. Uh, yeah, but you have to because but that, uh, but that's rigour mm. and that's drive. That's what we talked about earlier because, yeah. again, the danger for me when things are going well is that you go, that's fine. That's yeah. a turning point. That's a crisis point. what do you mean know, yes, what you yeah. go, that's fine. And I think that that is the real gift I think of, like, Russell's mentorship to me is that even when he's not on the Zoom, he's in the room. Mm. He's, like, on my shoulder. When I'm writing something, I can hear him going, coincidence. I <laughs> <laughs> mean? Like, that's a coincidence. <laughs> he's just come through with a bit of plot. That's just yeah, exposition. Yeah, yeah. So that's all the easy stuff. The really hard stuff is then going, uh, what would I do? Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Okay. It's all the simplest thing that you go in, like, if this did happen to me, what would I do? Mm. The good thing and the bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think that it's about... Uh, staying truthful to that sometimes now. Whilst I'm not obviously, I'm not Ben, I'm not Emma, I'm not mm-hmm. Jasmine, like those people. But you are trying to inhabit that character through yourself because they're all part of you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That I think yeah. that any any of these people, any things they do, are versions of yourself yeah. and always will be, or they're versions of um, my wife. Do you know what I mean? Or their version? Oh, or yeah. people, the people? Cl- the, the children are the versions of my children. Mm. That you, because you couldn't, uh, I couldn't write a child and not have some of my children no. in them. Do you know cool. what I mean? Because Excellent. that's your yeah. direct touch. And the same, the same thing with uh, Lucy, and the same thing when you're writing about yourself. Do you know what I mean? That you go, this is, um, these three people are my favourite people mm. in the world. Yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So why, so why would you not want to? Do that in some way. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Because I'm essentially it's writing great. it, and uh, everything I write, I'm writing for them. Do mm. you know what I mean? Everything I write, I'm writing about them in some way. Yeah. And I think it's that. Um, and then you reminded at the end of the day when you sort of press send, to think, oh, they'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? You go, oh no, I'm glad I've been <laughs> yeah. nice. And I think it's that. I, but I think that, and that's um, that's not easy either. Do you know what I mean? No. where you're trying to go like, this is you are. Uh, coming from a place of enormous hubris when you say, this is what I think about love. Yeah. And then say, I want millions of people to watch it. You know, this is what I think about uh, parenting and then let other people decide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you, I, I can't think about that when I'm writing it because no, no, that no. would blow your mind. Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? And well, my mind... Does, yeah, much, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a lot on, mate. Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? I ain't, got, I ain't got time for that. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I've got time to actually say the reality of my own life. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> but I think that you you're aware of it after the event and I think you're aware of it while you're doing it because you know when you're not doing it. You know when you're writing a pretend person is the key. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That you know when you're writing something that this person only exists on television. And I think what's always interesting for me is if I can find um a a moment, a character, a background, uh, a scene even, that you think, I know this to be true from real life because I've seen it and I've never seen it on television. Mm. Um I immediately want to put it on television because yeah, right. that's authentic to me. I yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. That you go, you've never seen this on TV, but I know it to be true. I know it to be true. So when our children were born, I remember being in that room when they pulled the curtain open and Lucy on the bed and they're okay, we're going to begin, uh, was a C-section. Mm, no. And um, going, I've never seen this on television. No. This is one of the most dramatic things I've ever witnessed in my life. And I've ne- <laughs> do you know what I mean? Sat there going, this is mad. In yeah. two minutes, I'm going to be a father. It do you just... know what I mean? That you go, this is crazy. And I think that, those are the moments where you, and, and a million tiny moments like that, mm. where you go, you want to represent it in a way that you care about. Because I think when, i would be interested know in how you feel about this, about when you're going on stage, but when, when I'm in the, uh, the position of privilege that I am, where people are asking me to write television programs, I want it to be about things that matter. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I think that uh, love matters. I think uh family matters friendship matters yeah. children matter parenting matters all those things and then if you do all of that then hopefully you'll make you're putting together a piece of work whether it's your set or whether it's a, a book or a play or a poem or a song or a tv show where you go i think that matters mm. and i think i can stand by it when other people watch it saying yeah, that yeah. is some of my experience that's some of my point of view yeah do you know what i mean
1: there's well, that there's, a, there's an old Gallagher lyric going back to what you said about love uh, a little bit earlier and he says like, you've got to be strong enough to love yeah. and it's really yeah. you really have to give yourself over to it I mean
0: I do I, I agree with him 100% Yeah. and I think that you it takes uh, courage mm. I think to put yourself in that position to be in love so again so I was really really young when I met Lucy and I remember having a conversation uh, with I can't remember if it was with a friend or with myself, but I think it was about going like, um, I think if you go any deeper into this, mm. then if it goes wrong, you're going to yeah. be really, really in trouble. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But then yeah. being aware at the same time, that point was ages ago. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Going yeah, like, yeah. I'm already well. wrong anyway. <laughs> so I may as well work. carry on. So I don't know who I'm kidding. I'm on the precipice of way. something. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I think you're you're Macbeth, then you're too fast steeped <laughs> in blood. And I think that you uh, that, that 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 the moment to continue that I think it's two things. It's one, it's being brave enough to do that. And I think also being aware that sometimes you have no say over it. That's mm, that, that true. you don't get to decide uh, whether you are or are not in love, all you get to decide, which we keep coming back to over and over again in this chat, is like, what are you going to do about it? Do you know what I mean? Because are you going to let the fact that you are 18 and living in London and you're at drama school stop you doing this? Or are you going to go, well, I think this is a risk. I think the the potential success of this is worth the risk of the potential failure. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And I think that um, that takes all uh, three of my favourite things Courage, naivety, and stupidity. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think yeah. those things combined will take you a long way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I I got think, those
1: th- all those things. Yeah, in I've abundance. I in abundance.
0: And I think that. Um, but I think you're right. I think that Noel Gallagher quote's right. And I think that uh, as are most Noel Gallagher quote. <laughs> but I think that you. You hit the nail on the head when you go. It, it won't happen for you for nothing because even if you fall, even mm. if you, even if you uh, fall in love, then. You can ruin it very easily. Oh god, yeah. Do you, know yeah I mean? you can yeah, ruin yeah. it very easily by not being any of those things. And I think it's about um, in this, for example, it's about a story about somebody growing up. That we meet someone when they're twenty-two, and then by the by the time we leave them they're twenty-seven. And I think that nothing makes you grow up like falling in love. Oh. Because I think when you find yeah. because I think it makes you immediately selfless for the first time. Do you know what I mean that you you care about this person more than you care about yourself? Yeah. And then times that by infinity when you have a child. And then another child, and that's the arc that this character goes on. I mean,
1: that that love for the for your child. I remember my, when my first was born, and people had talked about unconditional love and just a uh, feeling like no other, and just just holding him, and I just thought I was going to burst. It was yeah. it was like nothing else I'd ever experienced, And I'm so glad I got to experience it. And the same when the second one came out, you know, you kind of like. This is... I didn't think... I thought it would be... Because, you know, I've done that before. You know, no disrespect. To it, I love them both dearly, but you kind of go, yeah, you know. But it was, the, it was just as strong. You know, yeah. I, I just... This this tiny person.
0: I remember... So we talk about Navy and stupidity, yeah. thinking that I was very well prepared. For, <laughs> I was thinking, I've got this... To, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've set this life up. Do you know what I mean? And I think that... Um, I'd read all the books, we'd bought all the shit, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? We were we <laughs> we always on top of shit. all yeah, of it. Yeah, that's it. And, um, but the emotional intensity of holding him for the first time, um, I burst into tears. Mm, and I didn't know why. And I, I couldn't put my finger on either tears of happiness or these tears. It was almost like shock. So, I mean, it was like a, yeah. like such an emotionally charged experience to hold him that I remember only concentrating on not dropping him yeah you know i mean <laughs> because everything else around we seem to be breaking down <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. people say are like, hey, yeah. you all right are you all right i'm thinking my look after my wife i'll be fine you know and mean? they just seem but so fragile yeah because they yeah. are fragile yeah. you know what i mean and also that love is that strong as that love is that life is fragile and you can ruin mm. that you know what i mean and i think that that i agree with that the intensity of that moment yeah. i think is something that uh i'll never forget and i think that's something that again you think about when have I ever seen that television. Because mm. I know friends who've had that experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So is there a way of finding is there is there a way of finding that th- on the TV? Yeah, in a yeah. script. Do you know what I mean? In a set, whatever oh, it is. is
1: it. And it's that it's going back to the to the to the script, it's that, like you say, there's been they the characters have been through some extreme trauma. And then it's it, like you say, it's like, what are you gonna do about it? Is that make are they make that decision, like, am I gonna let that effect going forward or am I going to go oh, No, that was then this is now I'm going to start again
0: it's but it's, that's the journey I think yeah. everybody has to go on because I don't think anybody goes immediately get up get over it turn the no page. no no do you know what I mean you can say that and you can have that poster up in your room mm. and you can listen to that motivational <laughs> clip on YouTube and good luck with it but you're not do you know what I mean like that that you are going to have to find your own way mm. through it and you will end up, inevitably, because we always end up this way, going, I need to move on. Yes. Is the first step. Actually moving on is yeah, yeah, much yeah. more difficult than that. This I think. Is it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you think I know, I know what I want to do. Wonderful, so does everybody. Does <laughs> what are you going to do <laughs> How about it? How are you, gonna, get to How that are you point. gonna do it? Yeah. How are you gonna do it? Do you know
1: what right. I mean? we'll line up a little bit. Living in Pontefract, did you ever go to the haunted house? Uh,
0: no, I didn't. <laughs> we um uh, I, somebody was talking to me about me. They made it like a uh, there's like a YouTube thing about it or something, but I never went. And <laughs> did you, you ever go there?
1: No, no. I, I've got friends that have, they do another podcast called The Parapod. So there's one of the guys, Barry Dodds, and he's he comes with all the stories and he believes it all. He's got all the equipment, ghost hunting equipment. And then you've got Ian Boldsworth, who's the other guy that just debunks the lot all yeah. the time. It takes great pleasure just shitting all over Barry's yeah. dreams. And they went to the house and spent the night. And in Pontypride? Yeah, which you can do, apparently. It's,
0: yeah, you can. It's a, it's a funny place because it's like, um, I think, was the Richard II, maybe? No. Someone called it the key to the north. Do you know what I mean? And it's a kind of, um, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting place to mm. come from. And I think it's even more so living in the world that I live in now. Yeah. Is that I think it's a wonderful grounding mm. for me to kind of, to ever go home or, that pers- that fourteen-year-old there, is still absolutely alive in me, yeah. and is the first person that kind of calls me now on all of the nonsense. Yeah, this yeah, really yeah. isn't a problem. But it's, still it's, that,
1: it's again, it goes back to what we said about there's that, that something in you. Just oh, there's, there's more. I know there's more, and it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't have any love for the town I grew up in. It was just that it was just this isn't big enough. There's something else. Yeah. So I was always heading into London to see bands and things like that it was, yeah. always, it was always something and I remember saying to a friend of mine I was, I was delivering bedroom furniture That was my job at the time and I was taking some stuff to his place in Kennington we were driving over Blackheath and I just uh, I said I'm going to I'm going to be someone and he went what do you mean like Nelson Mandela and I went no <laughs> no just, I don't know I'm going to do something that's not this and he went what I'm, I don't know Yeah. it's just something and it just ended up I ended up being a comedian and then doing doing this and it's the same
0: they're that can be a curse that, you know. though. I think that early ambition to it can be it can go both ways that to yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Because I'm also aware that um things have worked out brilliantly. Thank mm. you very much. I mean, but if they hadn't have done, well, yeah. then that's really hard for you. And how how long do you keep doing the same thing or how long do you when do you change? Do yeah, you mean that kind of thing? As
1: you said, it's all very well wanting to do something, but can you do it? Yeah. And there's people I know that and I, I feel for them. They want to be comedians, but, but they just haven't got it. And it just breaks my heart when, yeah. I, when I, think I see so. them.
0: And I think that that's, um, for me, I think that... I remember coming down... When I first moved to London, I remember saying, I'm not going to go home for 14 weeks. Right. So, do you know what I mean? So I remember a lot of people were like, but first weekend, whew, back to mum and dad's in Hampshire or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I was thinking I'm going to stay because if I stay, then I feel like I'll know it. And it, you, you almost go in a place where it was such a bold choice for me to leave uh, Pontefract and go to London that I almost allowed myself no way back. Mm. Does that make Does yeah, that make sense? I mean, I think I was almost chop, giving myself no choice, way. going like, yeah. "It has to be this." Now, look, it, if it hadn't have worked out, hopefully you would have found, like you would have, you would have found something else in a different way, mm. but that determination, I think, to go, no, this absolutely has to work. And then be aware that any success y- you've had since then has all, every single bit of it has come with a slice of luck that you have to be grateful oh, for. You. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That when people talk about f- uh, luck is the residue of design, fine, but it exists. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That like for, if, if, if we talk about this show, uh, if I send Russell that email and he happens to be too busy to read it yeah. that week, And then it gets lost in a load of other emails, and he never gets round to it. Maybe we're sat here now. Mm. Maybe we're not. We're probably not. And I'm aware Mm. of that. Do you know what I mean? That so that you have to be. And that's gratitude again, isn't it? True. That's you sort of going. um, Then, if anything bad does happen, then that you feel unlucky or you feel um, uh, unjustly treated or any of those (laughs) things. Do you know what I mean? That you go well. You've had breaks as well, yeah. Do you know what I mean, and I think it's it's looking always for me uh, for equilibrium, yeah, to keep going. Do I think I mean? it,
1: it does come down to your outlook on how you just see the world. Because there are people I know that were just like, well, "I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna attempt that because that's not, it's not gonna work." So I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Whereas you, you obviously have that in you to go, like you said, "What's the worst that can happen? Is it gonna be this or this?"
0: yeah well it could be really bad (laughs) I I could have gone to London and had been a nightmare but I could have sent it to to Ross and he'd gone this is the worst (laughs) thing I've ever written never email me again but I think that uh, I'm sure that email's coming but I think that uh, that speaks to that kind of romanticism and Mm. romanticism is a dangerous thing do you know what I mean there's um, you know that um, Teddy Roosevelt speech to the man in the arena where he starts it by saying the poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer do you know what I mean like I don't do that and not through any concerted effort, but I just, I, I can't. Do you know what I mean like my, I'm always set slightly towards the romantic, do you know what I mean? And that gets yeah. you in trouble sometimes because you think, no, I can definitely do this.
1: Do you know what I mean? I'm I can, always, can, yeah, I'm very much a kind of, I didn't realise I was that way, but obviously I am because that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. I just kind of, yeah, I did it. I never yeah. set out to be a comedian. I was kind of, I loved comedy. I could put a pint, so I ended up working in a comedy club. And then comedians would come through and they're like, we actually been talking to you, Rich. You know, actually, I reckon you could do this. So when did myself.
0: you when did you first think I can do this? When I was thirty.
1: Thirty. So, yeah. So and, and like, growing up, it wasn't you know it was that classic thing. I wanted to be in bands and things like that, and and then I had kids really young, so I was just sort of like doing that. So it wasn't until later on, and I just thought, and it was, it was that. It was like yeah, go on, then, I can do that. But I obviously subconsciously growing up, I was always making people laugh, not necessarily yeah. at school, but friends. And I could always do that. And so obviously, on a on a level somewhere very deep, I was obviously preparing
0: yeah. for it. But I think as well, it's that thing, isn't it, where you go, um, I don't know, let's say you want let's say you want to be a stand up comedian. Mm. Then you might watch I don't know, a it. Chris Rocket, Hampton with Apollo, two thousand people and go, Oh, I could never do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean but but then you might watch someone do a gig for five hundred people and think, Oh no, they're amazing, I could never do that. Then you might watch someone in Comedy song, do really rip up 10 minutes and yeah. think, like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Then you might, but, but one of those things, you might go, oh, I think I could do that. Yeah. And if I could do that, if I could do type 10, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then maybe I could do 20. And if I could do 20, maybe then I could do 400 people. Five, and then maybe, and I think it's from there, isn't it, that you yeah. go, and then I think there are some people, I'm not one of them, who look at Chris Rock, Hammersmith, <laughs> and and go, yeah, i do that. I'd be great. <laughs> I'd be brilliant at that. There's an element. But I think that's, yeah. um, for me, because I think writing's a lot safer than, because I'm not doing it live in front of everybody like you are, but I think that at what point did you see something on TV and go, um, you watch, I don't know, an Alan Bennett play, Ooh. an Aaron Sorkin film, a Russell T. Davis TV show, and think, uh, a Charles Dickens, I'm going to think, oh, my God, I could never do that. Yeah. But then you maybe watch something and think, oh, I think I could do that. I mean, or, so, yeah. or maybe you do think that 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 goal seems... So extraordinary to me to have a show on TV about things that really matter to you, as unlikely as it seems, yeah. it, it feels like it's worth pursuing. It's back to that original email to Russell yeah, where I yeah, say, look, yeah. I know this is unlikely, but if I don't do it, it's impossible. So I'm going to choose unlikely over impossible and have a go. So that email I sent to Russell is essentially me at 14 in Pontefract. It's you deciding to be a standard comedian. You go, I'm yeah. aware it's unlikely, but if I don't. Ever stand on stage and hold a microphone? It is by definition impossible. Um, yeah. So I'm going to choose unlikely over impossible yeah. and see where that takes me. And it took you to hear, and it took me to hear. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: very true. Do you do you feel now that you you've studied writing and you've, you're writing things yourself now? Has that ruined film, intelligent television, television for you? Like when you're no, watching I, it? I, I know. you guess there's yeah. a lot.
0: I think it, it makes yeah. it better. So like. Um, we talk about structure a lot in storytelling mm. and uh, structure for me is simply the control of suspense. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, And I think that when you're watching things, then on television, rather than me watching it thinking, oh, that's the turning point. If he starts off as a coward, he's going to end up courageous. Yeah, rather than that, yeah. you're watching the ones that really work and you're going, that's really clever how you've done that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's really still within, not, that, the, framework, the, the, within but... the framework. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the most beautiful part of the picture is the frame, and that you're going that within that you've still managed to surprise me. Or sometimes yeah. you've gone, you've given me exactly what I wanted when I wanted it, and there's no shame in that either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, that. So yeah. I think for me, it makes you a diagnostician of film and television, of story, really, because mm. that's all this is. What you're doing on stage, what I'm doing, it's yeah, just story. It, the the poet under the thing, if it's a narrative, it's all story and I think that I'm fascinated by how story works, mm. I think. So when I can watch any film, any TV show and be interested in, how they're putting it yeah. together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's where you start off with everything. Like you can have that moment of inspiration where you might go, I'm gonna write a show about two people who do a podcast, right? And you go, great. But you, before you get interested in that character or any of that, you're going to what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
0: That, that And how are you going to make it happen? And how do they learn? And what, how do they change? And what's the story really about? All those big things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That when I'm putting together this show or anything new, you have that moment of inspiration, which for this was what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm. For, the, for the new show, it's a new thing. But then you're going, OK, let me now break down what this journey is going to be. Yeah. Because if you break that down, you're breaking down the story. So I think, so more, I think the, it's like anything, like the more information you have, the more enjoyment you have, yeah. I think a lot of times. And is it, I, what I love
1: about writing is, because there's a friend of mine that was doing some stuff and then and it wasn't just a case of just sitting down and writing dialogues. Was like, no, no, you have to create the world that you're yeah. living in. It's like, why do these, how do these people know each other? Why do they know each other? Mm. Like, what's the point? And it was really fascinating. It must be the same. you like create this whole world. Yeah you, are, you are, yeah, you have
0: to. And I think that when you're, you do all the hard work first, yeah. really. Do you know what I Because mean? the really fun stuff is writing the, write the, the dialogue. But the, the really hard, the really deep digging is story. Mm. Like, what is the story? The rest of it is the fun stuff. But you go, what is the story? What do they want? Where are they going? Yeah. What's standing in the way? Do you know what I mean? Like, I worship at the altar of obstacle and objective. Yeah, what, I mean? yeah. what do they want what's standing in their way what if they get over to get it Brilliant. work out that you've got a story yeah you know what i mean so he and then so i don't know what would be a good example of this uh L- romeo and juliet and star wars at the same time so you what does luke skywalk what's luke skywalker's flaw it's essentially uh cowardice mm. Do you not know I mean that you're just at he ho- just did at home doesn't want it isn't going to change isn't going to do anything And then, so you pick the least likely person in the world, this farm boy who doesn't ever do anything to defeat the empire. It's the same with Roman and Juliet. It's all those things. I mean, then when when you put those, putting those building blocks together, I think is is really hard and really, really fun though. And and then watching other people do it. So you're watching uh, It's a Sin, for example. And you're saying, wow, look how he's done that in a way that you didn't expect. So I think when I'm putting these shows together, you want to keep the audience guessing in a show like this, not only what happens next, but how it happens next. Because we're not yeah. necessarily going to tell the story the way you expect it to be told. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a bit in this thing that we were doing. <clears throat> and there was, an in, there was, a, there was an in, a lot of interaction with the neighbour. And then we were like, but why? What's the, yeah, cause yeah. why are they? Because you don't have to. Yeah. Why, what is making them? What's the connection? And it turned out that they were renting the place off of this person's mum. Yeah. Which is why they were connected and had. Because if it's just your neighbour, you're never going you
0: to. But it gets them, more so. interesting then, but also, because then, yeah. then you're also avoiding that thing of someone. someone's now going to come through with a joke for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> someone's going to come through with a bit of plot for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, someone's going to come up with a line that my mum said once that made me laugh for no reason. Yeah. And I think it's that. And I think what you're trying to eliminate all the time is uh, coincidence. Do you know mm. what I mean? You're always trying to keep everything really tight. And and I'm saying this to a comedian who knows his mother because comedy is economy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But you think that you're going, you're keeping the thing really tight and really truthful, and always driving that, and always driving that story forward. Otherwise, you do end up um, writing a poem
1: in the middle of a TV Uh, show
0: because you just sort of think, um, "No, I've always thought this about my (laughs) mum," and then they talk about that for a page. Great, that'll come out. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's. that's interesting to me because I think what you are but simultaneously what you are trying to do is like look for um, authentic examples that you haven't seen on TV we talked about before about relationships and then but it's a way of finding that what's the Trojan horse that gets that on TV yeah what's how do you get because you say I really am interested in my relationship with my mum nothing wrong with that but how are you going to turn it into a story do you know what I mean Mm. otherwise it is genuinely just a poem that, do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, about yeah, this yeah. me my mum and I let's <laughs> do it together my mum and I yeah. but that's it, it. Yeah. Did you, how do you find it into a story and I think that's because when um, you'll remember and all the films that you love that we've talked and all the plays and all those you'll remember the story long after you've mm. uh, forgotten the the joke that you are done again you know
1: yeah I mean? and it is funny when a carriage walks in and just explains a big plot
0: Thanks yeah, 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 you feel it. Come well, here, you go. Who speaks all that? Yeah, and I think, but you also like, but you've amazed how many people that I can get by. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean, and I think that's about, again, what we said before about for you on stage, for me in the office, that rigour of not going. It saved me two pages now <laughs> <laughs> if Mark just came in and explained the battle is over There's or a, yeah. something like that. Do you know what I mean? And I think that you, it's trying to avoid that. And I think that is, uh, like in life, I think, uh, like in your relationship with your wife, your mm. relationship with your children is quality control constantly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you're constantly looking for that quality control. I mean, I, I always talking about this the other day with Lucy. I was saying how like you... Um, when you have children, you be the parent you want them to become. You yeah. be the adult you want them to become all the time. Which is terrifying because you're then essentially in a fly on the documentary series about your own fucking life <laughs> <laughs> every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. that you... Uh, but that's what you're doing when you're working. Because you're going like, if you go out to do, walk to walk in the park and try and come up with some things for a set, and you go, oh, that'll do. It's only you on stage doing it. When no one's yeah, on. true. It's man. only you on stage doing it. It's like, it's only, <laughs> the only, I, yeah, there's only my name on these things that I'm sending to Russell. Yeah. So that means if I go, oh, that's fine. That's fine. He's go- <laughs> He'll come back and say, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. it. Do you right. know what I mean? And I think that if you would no, he wouldn't say that, it'd be much more harsh. But I think that that thing that I was saying to you about children, is applicable to work, is applicable to all those things. Do you know what I mean? That you're yeah. going, it's that quality control about going, what do you, who do you want to be as a person? Who do you want to be as a comedian? Who do you want to be as a writer? Who do you want to be as a podcaster? Who do you want to yeah. be as a father? Do you know what I mean? And it's the, mm, and again, I know this is really romantic. I've said it 20 times now, but the more riggy you apply to that, the harder it is, but the better the payoff will be yeah. because you'll be, you'll be happier. I think. And that's the goal, isn't it? Absolutely. To make yourself and the people around you happy. That's yeah. what I'm trying to do with this TV show, with my family, with all those things that you go. You want to like, I was saying to you before about um, the poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. Like mm. my heroes, so uh, whether you are Shakespeare or Dickens or Aaron Sorkin or Alan Bennett or Russell T. Davis, that they don't do that. does I not mean that they write things that lighten the burden of mankind and put joy in people's hearts and into the world and all those things, and you go, well, then I am in my own considerably less talented, vanishingly microscopic way, trying <laughs> to emulate some of that, do you yeah. mean? And go like, well, that's what moves me, so I wanna try and do that. Do you understand what Absolutely. I mean? And then you yeah, go, yeah. and then, so maybe if you try to do that in your work, then you can maybe try and do that in your life. And if you try and do both those things, you're going to be better off than if you are uh, cynical in your relationships or you are cynical in your work or yeah. any of those things. And people do that, do you know what I mean? But it's not, um, it, it it isn't something that I do because for no other reason than I don't think I could. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's too hopelessly romantic. And that's a perfect way to finish. Oh, thank, thank you so you much. So been much real, real it's been a real, real pleasure. really interesting. It's been a little bit to me.
1: And 365 day returns.
0: Made by darkwarsdigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming,
1: and podcast production.